Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally podcast, the place where women from around the world come to discover God's plan for health in body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and health evangelist. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. You're listening to podcast episode 34, my exclusive interview with Adita Irizarry Lang, author of Superpowers, A Busy Woman's Guide to Health and Happiness, and Superpowers of the Family Kitchen. In this exclusive interview, I had the opportunity to host Adita Irizarry Lang, a superpower Africando and mother of two. She is the author of Superpowers, A Busy Woman's Guide to Health and Happiness, and Superpowers of the Family Kitchen. Her journey started as a fitness instructor over 30 years ago. Since then, she's expanded her endeavors from a biomechanics and resistance training expert to nutritional guru, mind-body coach, and women's advocate for healthy living. Adita holds a degree in holistic nutrition and is an LV3 holistic lifestyle coach through the Czech Institute and has been accredited by several health organizations. She has trained thousands of fitness professionals worldwide and often speaks at schools, Fortune 500 companies, and private organizations on the benefits of quality foods, longevity, and amazing health. Adita's mission is to encourage individuals to live inspired. She wants to bring out the challenges and offer solutions to make superpowers shine and life thrive on. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show superpower Africando, nutritional guru and author, Adita Iraziri Lang. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm super excited. We're going to be talking about some good things today. I've been so looking forward to this interview. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, Adita, usually before I get into the show, I open up with an icebreaker question. And if you could just let our listeners know, what is it that you're doing in your life right now that is simply rocking your world naturally? I'm just trying to get people to move, especially because of Mm. this whole, you know, stay at home thing that we're going through. My my goal is just to get people to move. And I'm, I'm pretty fixated on the seniors right now because they're the ones who are at the higher risk. And they're at the higher risk because of this whole COVID thing. But they're also at the higher risk of if they don't move, that's a bad thing. So I've really mm-hmm. been working hard at trying to inspire and encourage people to move as much as they possibly can. Oh, that's excellent. And you're so right. I think with, you know, the coronavirus, COVID-19, it's all impacted our way, our way of life um, in so many levels, especially when it comes to if you're used to being outdoors, if you're used to, you know, being active in the community, and then all of a sudden, you know, you can't uh, get out as much as you used to, then keeping that movement or that activity is, is so critical. Absolutely. Um, With you um, being focused on helping people move, is there anything specifically or an area that you focus on with that as far as movement? 
Well, you, you know what I did? What I, I've been in the health and fitness industry for over 30 years. Um, and in that time, I have done everything from write major fitness programs for various health club chains to, you know, designing specific, you know, client specific programs to then I wrote books and did all this kind of stuff. But recently, I would probably say in the last in the last year, I started teaching a group of seniors at a community center. And it came up because I had gone in there to do a talk on one of my books and I made the comment that I didn't care how old anybody was, that they had to be able to get up and off a chair unassisted. They needed to be able to balance on a leg and they needed to be able to get up and off the floor. And just by me saying that, it started this whole thing in this room. There must have been 50 people in there, and all these sweet, sweet seniors kept up coming up to me or raising their hands saying, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. And they've been taking different exercise classes, but their instructors hadn't been focusing on the fundamentals for them. So I talked to the coordinator. I said, listen, I want to do a four-week balance and stability training class for them. It's not a group exercise class. It's more of a technique class. They're going to learn fundamental movements that they need to do on a day-to-day basis. They're going to learn what their posture should really feel like and how they're supposed to sit up. And they're going to learn where their body weight should be placed when they're doing activities like walking or standing or, or trying to sit in a chair. So that stirred on this huge thing. And, and I got an enormous following of seniors because of this. And so we repeated that four week course. Now we've repeated it several times. And Mm -hmm. so when COVID hit, I was crushed because I had seen so much progress in these guys Mm -hmm. and now they're supposed to be stuck at home. And so that just threw me for a loop. So I ended up um, creating a little video recording studio here in my home and I started filming balance and stability videos for them, which are available on my YouTube channel and they're free. And anybody seen any seniors listening out there, get on there and start taking those videos because I, it's so important to me that they be moving. And I get these sweet little notes saying, Oh my God, I was scared to leave my house and I wasn't doing anything. Thank you. I'm following your videos. And, and that's what I wanted to do. And so that's been, you know, something that's been very dear to my heart right now. Oh, and that's so good. And an interesting point that you made, you said that these individuals may have been doing some form of fitness, but they were lacking like the basic fundamentals of fitness that was in a sense, it's almost like functional fitness, where it's it fitness that helps you to really operate within the function of how your body's supposed to move and um, how you can um, ensure that you're helping your body to get what it needs to the right kind of fitness. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's something as simple as most of us take it for granted, but we don't understand that our toes have muscles and those muscles need to be constantly engaged. But because we wear shoes all the time, Mm. they're not. And so most of the time seniors, they, they speak about balance and stability like it's a disease, like, oh, I'm old now, so I have no balance and stability. You know, or I I trip all the time and I lose my balance, but, you know, I'm old. That's why. And that's not really the case. The case is, is their feet stopped moving and functioning the way they should. And mm-hmm. so um, their first homework assignment, and it's ever silly as it sounds, is to pick up tissues with their toes. Mm-hmm. Like literally pick up a tissue, drop it, pick up a tissue, drop it, just like you would be doing a set of bicep curls in the gym. 
Yeah. And, and we're doing that because the toes are so fundamental. They are so involved in sitting and standing, in mm. walking, in doing everything that you do. When you feel like you're going to trip, if you actually engage your toes, yeah. more than likely you can stop yourself from falling. Wow. And you've got me thinking about that, Adita. I'm like <laughs> challenged to try that myself. I'm wiggling my toes right now. trying to. <laughs> but that's like a basic thing, but it could be so powerful to change the way you're actually moving and um, being active with your health. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So not only have you been in the fitness industry for many years, Adita, you were also a gifted author. And one of the things that attracted me to you was the title of your book, um, Superpowers, A Busy Woman's Guide to Health and Happiness. And so it was like, yes, I've got to find out more about this. So can you share a little bit about your book um, and these superpowers for our, right. our busy women that are out there, Adita? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, um, when I was single and footloose and fancy free, I never noticed anything. I just did my thing. I worked out, I ate right. I did all that kind of stuff. Great. Then, you know, you get married and then you have kids. And all of a sudden I was like, where's my energy going? I used to be able to teach 20 aerobic classes and now I can't even function in the day. Like what is happening to me? And <laughs> I would laugh at myself because so many times would I get annoyed with a client when they came to me to train, they were late or they couldn't stay the whole time or they had stains on their shirt or they just looked like death on a bad day. And I would be mm -hmm. like, what is wrong with you? And then when I had my kids, though, I understood it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I felt horrible mm. for making fun of my clients. But I was like, this, you we cannot live life like this. So mm. I started to recognize that, A, we have to take care of ourselves first. If we want to be the ones who motivate and inspire our friends, our family, everybody to be amazing people, we have to feel really good from the inside out. And so we've, we've got to, some people will call it selfish, but it's really just self-care and we have to recognize that we have to go first. So like in my house, I wake up early and I wake up early so that I can have my tea and my breakfast in peace. And I really don't care what yes. time that is. I want to have it with nobody speaking to me. That's my thing. Right. Yeah. And so, so with that, the superpowers came up because I just, I started, there was a couple of things I just kept recognizing. So I kept tweaking it within my own self. And then my friends would say, Whoa, what happened? What are you doing? Because we like what you're doing and we want to do that. We want to feel that way and have that smile on our face and be energized. And I was like, you know, you've got to take health is not just working out and it's not just eating right. Health is comprised of four pillars. So you've got exercise and movement, food and nutrition, sleep and relaxation, and happiness. And together, they make a healthy individual. And so, you know, when you start with the food part of it, for example, most people have gotten addicted to sugars. And it's not just sugar. It's sugar, flour, dairy, and alcohol. They all act as a sugar. They give us a false sense of energy. They make us gain weight. They make us get lethargic. Mm -hmm. They make us have a foggy brain. And and yes. most of them are addictive. And so when they're addictive, when we feel stressed out or overwhelmed, we crave them. 
So the first part of what I noticed for myself is like, wait a minute, I never ate like that before and I'm not going to keep eating like this because I don't feel right. So I had to go back to really incorporating more vegetables into my day-to-day plan and fruits and good quality proteins. And I would use my protein so they could dictate my energy so I wouldn't feel like I drop in energy. Most of the time we drop with energy because we start with coffee, you know, maybe cream, sugar, maybe toast and jam and juice for breakfast. Well, that's a sugar rush. You get spiked up and then guess what? You've got to fall. And when you fall, then you crave more calories because your energy's dropping and you just want to feel high again. But yet Mm -hmm. if you change that whole paragen and you said, you know what, let's focus more on good quality proteins and good quality fats and and our fruits and vegetables, you know, really incorporate them in there. And so if you changed a breakfast, for example, and said, you know what, I'm going to have eggs with avocado, all of a sudden your energy would stabilize, even if you kept the coffee. Because the key is, what I tell clients all the time is, you get zero to one sugar per meal and snack. So it's about making choices. I'm not gonna take the stuff away from you, just make choices. So if you decide, you know what, I'm not willing to give up my coffee, cream and sugar, okay, great, but then you can't have any more sugars during your breakfast. Then you have to have protein and fat. And if you're going to have a sandwich and there's cheese and there's bread and let's say there's turkey and, you know, lettuce and tomato involved, you got to make a choice. Do you want the cheese or do you want the bread? But you can't have them both. Yeah. Right. And that's going to keep your energy really leveled out where you don't feel like you have these dips in the day. And it's easier than for you to control chaos and what, you know, multitasking and everything else that we have to do in our life. You know, the next component is that movement and exercise piece. And I think too many people, and I kind of blame myself for this, because back in the day, I would tell people, oh, you need to work out three to four days a week for 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then when they came back to me and they said, oh, you know what? I only got 28 minutes in. I'd be like, what did you do? You didn't get it in, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'd almost make them feel like they failed. Yeah. And and recently the American College of Sports Medicine came out and said, listen, you just need 150 to 300 minutes of activity per week. And they defined activity as anything that increased your heart rate and made you break out into a sweat. And they said it didn't need to be consistent, which means you could do five minutes here, 10 minutes there, 30 minutes over there. So now I'm encouraging people to like wake up in the morning and do some squats and lunges and then Mm -hmm. park further away and walk faster and use the stairs. And then, you know, you compile these little bits of exercise. And then if you want to get a workout in here or there, like an official workout, you don't feel like, oh, my God, I didn't get everything in because you've been incorporating movement throughout the day. Yeah, I love that aspect of it because you're so right. And. I know we talked about that um, functional fitness a little bit earlier, but like you said, it's not having to do a marathon in a sense to uh, ensure that you're fit, but it's just those small segments that will keep you still getting the required fitness that you need, but you can do it in a way that helps you to manage your time, but at the same time, you're feeling good and you're not um, proud for having to complete a 60 minute or a 90 minute workout. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the not well, not now, but before when I was going to the grocery store all the time to get my groceries, I was walking in my building and I had I must have had th- six bags, you know, three on one arm and three on the other. And um, this sweet guy comes up to me and says, can I help you carry those bags? I'm like, no, I'm like, this is part of my workout. And he just <laughs> laughed. And I said, yes, I said, you know, you got to you got to lift heavy things, man. That's mm-hmm. part of, you know, us being strong. Yes, so when you can is. stick it in there, you lift heavy things. Absolutely. And I like that too, because it's also being creative about how you're getting that movement into your day as well. Yep. And so you mentioned the the four pillars of health, Adita. You talked about nourishing the body with movement and activity, quality foods, um, sleep. I think that this is one area that I've been hearing about so much since we've been into the COVID-19, that people's sleep cycles have been thrown off because, you know, the kids are at home now, they're doing homework, um, people are working from home or either trying to look for work, people are anxious, they're stressed out, and their sleeping patterns have been totally um, thrown off. So in the area of sleep, do you have like any recommendations for our listeners that can kind of help them um, to enjoy sleep or how to obtain good sleep, even in the midst of the corona that we're going through right now? Well, there there's several things, but, you know, for starters, to kind of judge if you are really getting good quality sleep or not, the first thing is how do you wake up in the morning? So if you wake up in the morning, just like ready to, you know, it's time to get up. Okay, I'm going to wake up. Then you're good. But if you wake up in the morning, like I got to hit that snooze button 12 times, please, somebody use a pitchfork to pull me out of the bed. I can't move. Then, you know, the quality of your sleep was not good during the night. Um, So there's several things that you can do. You know, I call it like the checklist. And so the checklist is a your room should be pitch dark. And I'm talking every little tiny like slither of light. And I'll explain to you why in a second. So you want it pitch dark, all those little tiny LED lights from electronics, you want to cover those up. Um, you, like if you have one of these bright clocks, you want to kind of cover that, that up too. You want your phone out of your bedroom. And the reason is with all this light thing is that when you shut your eyes, if I were to take a flashlight and shine it on your closed eyelids, you would see the light. So we have this thing, these things in our sleep called sleep cycles and sleep cycles should be 60 to 75 minutes each. And in a perfect world, we'd have six of them. Um, And what happens is we are in a sleep cycle and let's just say we're five minutes into that sleep cycle and we roll over and one of those teeny, 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 tiny little lights beams us in the eyelid. We don't fully wake up, but we get our sleep cycle becomes disrupted because it's kind of like we're about to wake up. So now we've disrupted our sleep cycle and you can't go back into an old sleep cycle. You have to start a new one. So now in theory, you had a five minute sleep cycle. You had a couple of minutes of disrupted sleep and now you're falling back into another sleep cycle. And so the more of these disrupted short sleep cycles you have, the worse you're going to feel in the morning. So we want to make sure that we have really big, deep sleep cycles. The other thing is, is our room should be colder than usual because that just kind of produces, it helps us fall into slumber. 
And then yeah. um, most of our electronic devices in the display yeah. settings have this thing called night shade or night shift. And what that does is it takes the blue light out of our devices. So what I recommend yes. to clients all the times is preset it. So my phone at five o'clock, basically my screen turns slightly yellow. Yes. And so the blue light's taken out because the blue light stimulates you to be awake. And we don't want that. So we got to make sure we, we, you know, it's again, it's the check, the checklist. We're trying to get rid of anything that could possibly be messing with our sleep. So mm. presetting all of your electronic devices that way is a really good thing to do. And then drinking like a sleepy tea. And then to, to kind of put that to the side and just talk about life right now we got to figure out what we need to do to relax and chill out mm. and be able to cope. I, I see people just so stressed out and they don't yes. recognize that that stress is hampering their immune system. Yes. It's hampering their overall health and it's, it's hampering their creativity. So in theory, if you lost your job and you're stressed out, it's going to be really hard for you to think of a new game plan. So if you mm -hmm. want to think of a new game plan, you got to find center somehow, some way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm a big one for meditation, but meditation doesn't have to be all spiritual and hokey if you don't want it to be. Mm -hmm. Something as simple mm -hmm. as coloring in a coloring book, just taking your mind out of your day and very narrowly focusing it on one thing creates meditation. So I have a client of mine, she does beading. And so she uses very tiny, tiny, intricate beads. And because she's got to take all her focus and focus on the beads, she can't think mm -hmm. of anything else. So then when she stops the beating, it's like you you look at then the world or your day or a project you're doing on with fresh eyes because you took a stop. You made yourself break from it and then you brought yourself back to it. And that's a mental reset and that can be incredibly powerful. But we have to be you know willing to kind of recognize, OK, you know what? The stress thing's not helping me. Right. I think it's so good that you mentioned that keyword mental reset. And I think that each of us needs to do that at different points throughout our day because we can be so distracted by what is going on. This is a very um, trying time for not only our nation, but globally. Mm -hmm. And just really pulling back, taking a deep breath, bringing your mind into that place of where you are becoming centered to where you can, again, find that peaceful space that you need to be in the midst of everything that's going on around us. Yeah. And so that, I believe the last pillar you mentioned was happiness, Adita, with the yep. four pillars. Yep. Can you share I, a little bit about that? <laughs> I, I will, no, definitely. You know, and, and kind of, again, just bringing it back to the whole COVID-19 thing, you know, a lot of people are, are getting, you know, they're getting stressed out. They're getting frustrated. They're slathering their bodies with, you know, hand sanitizer and alcohol and whatnot. But they're forgetting that you've got to boost your immune system. Yes. And, and if your immune system is strong, you shouldn't yes. have to slather your body with hand sanitizer. That's Not to say right. that you don't use it. You still That's use it, right. but you just don't get too crazy about it. And so the happiness piece kind of comes in there because the happier we are, the more we laugh, the more endorphins we kick in. Those are the same endorphins you get from exercise, too, by the way. But endorphins will boost up our immune system. 
And the endorphins tend to help us release the stress that we're trying to hold in our shoulders. It ends up helping us let all that stuff go. And it creates that whole mental reset too, because you know, my whole thing is I love having tea with friends. So when I go have a cup of tea with friends, it's a total mental reset because I've taken myself from my crazy world and now I've had tea with somebody. It's almost like me sitting here talking to you. I'm focused on what we're talking about. And then when I go back to all my other stuff, I can look at that stuff with fresh eyes because I've just Mm -hmm. taken a moment. There you go. And we all need that space again, whatever it is that you find pleasure in, whether it's having that cup of tea, whether it's some kind of meditation practice, whether it's just coloring in a coloring book, just finding that thing that's going to bring you into that, that peaceful place. Yep. And so not only did you write the superpower book for busy women, but you also have a second book, Superpowers of the Family Kitchen. Yes. Um, yeah. So share a little bit about that, Adita. So, you know, I, I, it's, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of funny. Like all of a sudden when I start seeing these challenges in my own world is when I'm like, okay, I got to solve the problem. So <laughs> when I had given – my son is 14 now. So when my son was a baby, smaller, and when he was entering kindergarten – I had gone to some lunchroom meeting with the parents because they were all in arms about what was being served at lunch. But, you know, I made my my kids, I made my kids lunch the whole time. So I was like, I don't get this, but okay. So I Mm -hmm. go to this meeting and a lot of moms were like, I have no idea what to make my kid for lunch if I wanted to make them lunch. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this is ridiculous. So I had just finished I do a lot. I I teach a lot of continuing education programs for personal trainers and health professionals. And I had just finished designing a nutrition program for personal trainers called nutritional coach. Mm. And it was an eight hour certification that you do over a weekend. And I thought to myself, you know what, I can tweak that course and make it for parents. I think I'm going to try this. And I had also just taken that course and I put it online. So I was like, okay, we're going to make, we're going to fix this because these parents need to know how to feed their kids. So I created an online course called nutritional brilliance. And that course is used by PTAs across the country as a fundraiser. They sell it to their parents. It comes with an app and it teaches parents how to feed their kids, how to deal with picky eaters, what kind of recipes to use. What are the kind of like the things that you want to leave your kid with? Because I mean, cooking and in the kitchen, you're really teaching your kid fundamentals that's going to last through college and into adulthood. So there's some pretty cool things that you can be doing. So I did that course and I had kind of a little training manual. And then once I had finished my other superpowers books, I was like, okay, you know what, this deserves a book too. So we're going to write, (laughs) we're going to write the full book for this one. So that's what I did is I created a book. It's, you know, and both of my books are, they're easy reads. They're kind of colorful, graphic-y, fun, because listen, I know we all get bored and we don't want to sit there, you know, reading about statistics. I'm trying to teach people really easy, doable things that they can like implement today. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when it comes to the kitchen and your kids, it, you know, again, there's so much we can teach them. And the average parent, unfortunately, unbeknownst to them, they're actually teaching them the wrong things, you know, mm-hmm. that dessert comes after dinner, 
that um, you eat candy during Halloween, that, yeah. you know, these things that, that we think they're fun, but yet they're really bad habits. And totally. we don't want to teach those to our kids to be main staples when we can teach them something else. And, mm-hmm. you know, kids don't understand that you can manipulate a flavor. So when a kid goes, ew, I don't want to eat that. Well, you got to figure out why. But if the kid doesn't have a good recognition of different flavors and how you can manipulate things, then they don't understand. They just go, no. So, sure. you know, you got to be able to kind of sit down and go, OK, why don't you why is it too spicy? Is it salty? Not salty enough. Does it need a little bit of sweetener? What is it that we need? Right. And you play around with things so that they can understand that nothing is just deemed evil. It's just mm-hmm. we got to flavor it up a little bit and we got to flavor it the way we want it to be flavored. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I go over all that. I go over mm-hmm. all sorts of different food challenges that kind of come into play. And I teach people how to put together a food plan for the family so that the mom doesn't have to feel like she's got to cook four different things for four different people. Right. One of the things that I like that you said, particularly about the, this book, you said that we are growing the next superheroes of health with every bite of food that we provide. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important because they are our future. They're our next generation and ensuring that they are healthy, um, having those strong immune systems, the mental clarity that they need, the focus that they need to um, help build that strong foundation of health. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because what most parents don't realize. So if you've got a two-year-old, for example, that's just so cute and you're, you're sitting there watching your two-year-old, you don't realize that what you're feeding them then at that moment in time is going to affect their health when they're 50. Yes. And it sounds really bizarre, yes, it but, but it's the truth. So every single bite is creating their foundation. And just like if you were going to build a building, you can't build mm-hmm. a building on sand. You have to build a building on strong concrete. And so for us, it's about strong nutrition. It's about nutritionally dense foods. It's about not giving our children a sweet tooth, which most parents do unconsciously. You know, Mm -hmm. I I talk a lot about you want to feed your kid to learn at school, for example. So if you take something as simple as breakfast cereal and milk, if you give that to a child at 7 a.m., by 9.30, they are hungry. And if they're little, yes. they can't even verbalize the hunger. So when they're little, what they do is they start looking around. They throw something across the room. They got no, the attention is gone because they're hungry. So yes. a, a, chi- a child that's going to school where you can't control and they can't snack, for example, their breakfast should be high protein, high fat. There you go. Now, if they're at home, different story. But when that when it's a school thing, they need to be eating a certain way so that they stay satiated. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be so true with my son when he was younger, going through elementary school. I had to really change up some things in his diet. So as you said, just having that diet that's high in protein and, and good healthy fats, that made such a tremendous difference for him because he was able to focus he was Mm -hmm. able to you know concentrate so those um, adjustments make a really big difference for them oh no you know I had a principal of a school and I had gone into her school I don't know three or four times to do workshops and 
at one point she said to me that her son's teachers were asking her to get him tested for ADHD mm-hmm. um, because he was pretty uncontrollable. And I didn't ask, I didn't ask too many questions about it. She had mentioned that to me in passing and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And left it at that. So after a while, she came up to me again and she goes, Adita, I've got to tell you something. I'm like, what? She goes, you know what? That teacher that had said that to me, she called me up the other day and said, hey, it seems like you've medicated your son. This is great. He's a totally new kid. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And I looked at her and I said, you, did you medicate him? And she's like, no, she goes, that's the funny part. She goes, but I changed what he's having for breakfast because of your lectures. And I said, what do you mean? What were you giving him? So apparently she was making him fresh cinnamon rolls every morning for breakfast. And after Mm. listening to me, she started doing eggs and avocado. Mm. So his reaction in school was completely different, which is huge. It is. And that could be such a game changer for so many parents who... You know, and so many children, I believe, have been misdiagnosed, Adita, and it's not yep. really that they're having attention deficit disorders. It's that they're mal- malnourished. <laughs> they, well, they need the proper nutrition. You know, and, and they're malnourished by the parents because parents are kind of like on this realm where it's like they're just trying to feed their kids. Oh, they're, my kid's a picky eater. I'm just trying to give them something. So I, I made mac and cheese for them. I, to me, mac and cheese is my nemesis. I can't stand mac and cheese because that's just sugar. And that metabolizes the sugar and it starts the sugar addiction. Like it's the worst thing you could possibly give a kid. But people do it because it's fast and convenient, right? And then you've got the schools that are feeding some god-awful food as well. And so that doesn't help our case. And so now you've got this poor kid who's innocent, the innocent bystander, who's just being fed the wrong things. Right. Yes. Again, that could totally be a game changer for the way a child is concentrating and they won't have to struggle in the classroom. Yeah. If we just give them the right things that they need for their body to function. So with you doing the work that you do, you're an author, you've been in the fitness industry, what is it that um, motivated you to do what you're doing now, Adita? You know, I have just been very blessed in my career. Um, Health and fitness is so diverse that one thing would roll into another. And it's kind of like, you know, they, when they, they say, oh, squirrel, and you just turn your head to see something else, like, oh, shiny object, let me go that way. Um, <laughs> fitness has kind of been that way for me. I started in fitness. I, um, I was asked to teach at the very first fitness convention in California a long, long time ago. And then I was 18 and I had a class of 500 and I was like, ooh, we like this. And then someone says, would you like to travel to Italy and teach classes? And I'm like, yes. So then I went off and I traveled the world for, I don't know, probably a good 10 years. Um, And that was cool. And then all of a sudden Mm. someone else asked me to do something else. Oh, will you write a training manual for this fitness program for the YMCAs? Okay, sure. That sounds interesting. I'll do that. And then someone Mm. else said, well, will you do this? Mm. And so that's been my career and it's everything has been fun. And, and so it's wow. just kind of one thing goes into the next and I enjoy it so much. And, you know, even look right now with this whole COVID thing, um, when it came to personal training, that completely just came to a halt. 
and I had to recreate, okay, what am I going to do from a virtual spectrum? And I've been doing a lot of lectures for corporation, lunch and learn type lectures. And so I reached out to my corporate clients and I said, hey, what about virtual wellness? We can do yes. virtual wellness. I can do virtual health coaching for you. We can do lunch and learns. We can do 15-minute stretch breaks. We can do all these things. Yes. And so all of a sudden they're like, yeah, that sounds cool. And then I'm just I'm just like, okay, this is a cool, fun, new thing to do. Let's do this now. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how it, it's gone. So I, I love helping people. I, I just get such a high when someone comes back to me and says, oh, you know, I changed this in my diet and I feel better. Or, you know, my blood pressure went down or my diabetes has subsided or whatever it is. It's just that to me is heartwarming and I love it and it mm. keeps me going. Yeah, I can just hear your passion and your enthusiasm. And I like the fact that you said that in all these different phases and stages of your pursuit of your passion with fitness, you found different ways to be creative with it. You know, and even mm -hmm. in the midst of the COVID-19, it's like still finding ways to get the message of health out to people so that you can help them, you know, on their health journey. Yeah. We, we so got to work together. Yeah, absolutely. So, Adida, for those of our listeners who are wanting to um, take their fitness to the next level, or for those busy women out there who want to tap into those superpowers, whether it's personally or in the kitchen for their families, where can they find you at on the web? Well, I'm all over social media at Adita Lang, which is A-D-I-T-A-L-A-N-G. And of course, my website, which is AditaLang.com. So at AditaLang.com, you can find my books. My books are also available on um, Amazon. And my courses, all of my um, online courses I have there as well, everything is on my website. And then all over social media, I, you know, I post recipes, I post tips, everything just, again, to keep you guys moving and to keep everybody healthy. Outstanding. Is there any final word that you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Adita? You know, it's it's. It's just time, especially because of this, you know, I think the COVID has really stirred this on. It's time for everybody to really, really take a good look at their health habits. And it's no longer okay to say, oh, well, that's the way I was raised or, you know, I, I deserve to eat that cookie. I'm going to eat the cookie because I deserve it. It's, it's time for us to change these, these things that we tell each other and start going, no, wait a minute, I need to be drinking more water. And I need to get a little bit of sunlight because I want to boost my immune system and I want to sleep better and I've got to move my body and I'm going to try to incorporate these things wherever I can because health is just as important as brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. So you got to make these habits, daily, daily habits that keep enhancing your health on a day-to-day -day basis. Excellent. Thank you so, so much, Adita. It has been my pleasure to host you on the show today. Thank you. This has been awesome. <laughs> so I wish you well, and I thank you again so much for sharing the wealth of information and the knowledge that you've given us to give us all that boost to tap into those superpowers. You got it. Have a great day. Thanks. You too, Adita. For health tips, faith-based education and inspiration, 
visit www.rockyourworldnaturally.com and on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Rock Your World Naturally and Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Rock Your World 28.